is Chase Sexton. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey guys, what's up? This is Aaron Plessinger, and you guys are listening to the Moto X Pod Show. To the Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, his co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ. Hey, hey, we are back. It's it's a factual thing. We're here. We're in studio. TJ's in studio with me. No Scotty tonight, but I want to thank our sponsors first. Our title sponsor, Cherubies USA. For decades, Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto, plastic, and accessories. With products that fit, perfect, look great, and last, Cherubies has what you need. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit CherubiesUSA.com and support our title sponsor. And follow them on Instagram. And, of course, let them know you're listening. Also, Race Tech is the co-title sponsor they are the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves, and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. I've got Racetech gold valves in my YZ250. Stuff's plush. So fast on that thing. It's unreal. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Also on board, Fly Racing. We're going to give away a set of kinetic mesh gear tonight that we talked about what feels like six months ago, the last time we did a show, but we've got a winner. We're going to announce that in a little bit. Uh, X-Brand Goggles, the new Lucid Goggles here. This is the X-Brand Lucid conversation about to come up in a few minutes. Uh, Trampus Parker used those to crush everybody at the pro race at Diamond Dawn's Vintage Race this weekend. He had Lucids on. I gave him a set. Works Connection, promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at Works Connection. You need a start device, uh, you need elite clutch perch, you need radiator braces, worksconnection.com. Use that promo code. Torque One Racing, R Jerky. I got to order some more R Jerky, TJ. I need some snacks. I need to have, have some stuff to take with me to MXDN next weekend. I'm going to use that promo code MOTOXPOD21 to get some, but it's good stuff. All right, great. Berm Lords, graphics and jersey ID. You want new look graphics for your bike? You want your jerseys to look bitching like mine? Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID will take care of you. Also, Shock Socks, Williams Moto Works, Extreme Colors, Helmet Painting, Blood Lubricants, the best oil on the market. Moto X to save at bloodlubricants.com. Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports, and Grill Your Ass Off. I used some of that for some chicken I made last night. Oh, my God, that stuff's good. I use the promo code MOTOXPOD to save. This is, like I said, the X brand lucid conversation about to come up. TJ, what's up, man? We uh, speaking of the the grill your ass off. We used yes, we used it like one of the big bottles. Uh huh. In the last month and a half, cooking. Yeah, yeah. At work, they oh. um, infidel pork rub. Oh, that stuff's so <clears throat> good. Good. And at Ma Deuce, like I tasted it by itself. I was like, oh man, it tastes weird on the steaks. Jeez, like oh, it's so good. I mix them up. Like, I don't necessarily use the Madu steak one always on steak. I'll use it on chicken. I'll use it in my freaking mashed potatoes. But I have all, like, 
you know, the Willie Pete's chicken. Infidel the, pork rub is good yeah, on most everything. Oh, yeah. It's really I use good. that on French fries a lot and also in my mashed potatoes. Well, yeah. I'm not really eating that kind of stuff so much anymore, so I'm not using it as much. Yeah, you're less fat now. Apparently, I'm down. I, I feel like it's been a long time since we've done a show, so I don't know if, how much we've talked about any of this. But, yeah, when I was out in California, I finally weighed myself. Michael Lindsay is like, dude, you got to weigh yourself. And I was down like 17 pounds in a month. Really? And I didn't even realize I had 17 pounds to lose. Yeah. I didn't realize I was getting fat. Well, it definitely didn't come off the head, so. Hmm. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I don't have any, any comments on that. But, yeah, the stuff's great. Um, yeah, you're back in the studio. No Scotty tonight. He He's just not here. Just didn't show up. Just didn't show up. I mean, like, we waited for him. That's why we're yeah, running a little bit late. late. We're late because Scotty was supposed to be here. I obviously had to set it all up, so... I mean, he just he's left us hanging. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, but I mean, that's that's Scotty for you. Yeah, exactly. Well, we got some a few things to talk about. We got MXDN coming up. Uh, we we haven't had a show since Paula. But first, Fly Kinetic Mesh giveaway. What we asked a few shows ago, or actually probably the last show, was to post a picture, basically of you ride anything of your motocross related right. dirt bike you riding whatever. Tag us. Tag Fly Racing. We picked a winner. Out of the thousands that entered? I think it was like 870. Yeah. But we uh, drew a name, and yep. it was 208 Brando, which is Brandon Stagner. Yeah. He's the winner. It was actually a pretty cool pick. His kids, I think it was like his kids sitting on the tailgate. They were, had gone riding or were going riding. Little family pick. Kind of nice. So, that's yeah, cool. That's the one that got picked. That's, that's the winner. Awesome. I sent him a message on Instagram if you haven't checked it yet. To did, he po- did we post it up on the IG, like his picture? I didn't repost it. No, I can, though. I That'd be cool. Say, yeah. That'd be cool to do. We know Scotty's not going to do it. No. So, <laughs> But uh, what I need you to do, Brandon, if you haven't seen your messages, go to flyracing.com. Pick out your favorite two colorways of the Kinetic Mesh give, uh, gear. Email motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Tell me what the two different colors are you want, what size you want, and we'll see what they have in stock, and we'll get you hooked up. Heck yeah. Yeah. So that's, that, the, that's the new stuff too, right? That is the new stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. It's good. I got to say, I've been been riding quite a bit. Yeah. And been wearing a lot of the mesh. Heck yeah. Uh, before we get into it though, tonight is 244, episode 244. We've got privateer Matt Burkeen. And if you haven't aren't watching his vlogs on YouTube, they're some of the funniest ones out there. There was at Unadilla, he's the guy that crossed the finish line at the exact same time as Chase Sexton did. Yeah. And he did the fist pump with Chase. Heck yeah. Yeah, it was great. And he was like on his things. Like, I don't know. Chase must have thought he won or something. I don't know why he was so excited. It's like, That's awesome. it's just a really funny uh, video. I think it was the same round. He was like, yeah, I got a little dusty in this moto. And he just has like this dust storm devastating a city going through. It's like, there's a lot of humor and thought put in. Well, I don't think it was. It wasn't Paula. It was earlier in the season. I was just but making a joke about yeah, how bad Paula was. Well, it was pretty bad. But like his his vlogs are very funny. He's a two-stroke guy making the shows okay. on the two-stroke. Yep. So we're going to talk to him. Paul Parabinos is going to come on, talk about the Raise It for USA tur- golf tournament we had a couple weeks ago, the fundraiser, how that's going, what he's been doing with MXDN stuff. He's part of that now. And then Kate O'Grady is mechanic he was dino's mechanic for the last part of the season he's worked with max miller chris howell Derek drake and i actually met him before he ever got his first professional job so we're going to get him on it's we, been years since well the funny thing is we noticed i noticed today going through some stuff getting ready for the show that he was on episode 70 so yes yeah. i don't know if that was the first time he was on i didn't listen back but yeah that that's just kind of cool i think he's been on a couple times so i don't remember but it, i met him at st louis in 2018 
Yeah, and we had mom shortly after that. I don't. That would have been early, probably that was two thousand eighteen. That was two thousand eighteen. Yeah, I bet it was before that. I think we've had him on a couple times. Yeah, hard to say which one you saw, but anyway, good guy. Got, got to hang out with him in the pits yeah. a few times. He's awesome. Yeah, he's worked really hard to work his way up through the industry. So we're going to talk to him. Uh, but yeah, so let's talk about Paula. Just do you okay. have any thoughts? Because we haven't really talked about it. The motos were really good. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, a lot of pressure on both those guys, and unfortunately, Chase just kind of didn't get the job done, pushed too hard in the second moto, and I really just kind of threw it away. You think he? You think that he would would have won it, even if he was on his A game? If he had won the first moto, no, he, but he didn't. Win the first. That's what I'm saying. Are you saying only only in the second? Are we only ta- talking about the second moto? Like, what are you? Asking? Well, I mean, the second, the first moto. I think Eli would have won. Okay, right. Well, he did win. Uh, no, I'm saying like you know, he's saying whether I'm saying Chase would. I, I think he. Yeah, wins. I think he, I think Eli had it that day. Uh, yeah, he won yeah. it. He was going to. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he was going to win or die trying kind of yeah. a deal. I, I was supposed to do an interview with Chase today for Vital and. He didn't come through. He says he's probably at his psychiatrist right now. No, he's Talking good. We, some we texted and he was good. And I know. He actually, well, we'll wait till Paul comes on. We got a little news about that. But the boys might have rode together. Oh yeah, the team. That's they, awesome. Yeah, I heard some rumors. So we're gonna we're gonna see what Paul knows. If he actually, yeah, if he knows anything, I doubt he would know anything. You don't think? No, no, he yeah, probably not. No. We'll see. We'll find out when we talk but to him. The point I was trying to make is, is he? I don't think there was any chance of him. Winning, I guess you'd say. Not any chance. Mm, come on, man. Not after that first moto when Eli was like, "I'm just gonna win." I just don't. After seeing that, I'm like, "Yeah, it's over." I mean, but I thought he, I thought Eli was gonna win anyway. So okay, yeah, I, I pulled for Chase, but my my picks haven't gone so well. Oh, but my fantasy in that round. Woo! Uh, I don't even, sixth overall. I have re- officially retired from fantasy. Uh, you suck. And I did this year. I mean, if you got beat by me, you suck. I did. I did. I, I think the I think the only person in our league, in our little like local friends league, that didn't beat me was JT's girlfriend, <laughs> Taylor. I <laughs> think she's the only one that yeah. didn't beat me. Right. Um, and Mark didn't play, so I beat him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's still in the group, but, the, but it was still close. <laughs> it was still close, exactly. So um, no, it yeah. was it was uh, it was good racing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Put that camera on me, if you would, for a second. It, okay. So, I don't know. Can you see the, the Slayer jersey behind me, the new uh, one, on the camera? Yes, the black one? Yes. yes. So, the new, I got the new Slayer jersey in, the Liat Slayer jersey. Chris Elliott from Team Sol- Solitaire sent that to me. So, I want to shout out to Chris and Team Solitaire for hooking me up with another Slayer jersey. It's that's badass. two. Yeah, the other ones. are both right, right there. there. You can yeah, see yeah, both of them. That's last year's. Yeah, that's awesome. So, that's really cool. I want to shout out to them. And then, uh, at the last show... I gave a shout out to this band. It's on camera right now. If you guys are listening to Post, Hellfire is a San Francisco kind of a speed metal band. Like they remind me of old school, like Testament, Metallica back in the '80s. And Tony is the guitar player. Is a motohead. He's a pulp guy. And I ordered this new album, Reckoning, and I never got like a confirmation email. I never got anything saying that I got. I ordered it. It was right. shipped, and it was like a week or two later. So I said, like, "Well, maybe I never hit purchase or whatever." So I went and ordered another one. And the next day, this one showed up, the first oh. one. So I have an extra. So if you are an old school metalhead and you have a record player, this is a vinyl, um, just send us an email, motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Tell me what, what kind of bands you like, why you want to check out Hellfire, if you already know Hellfire, whatever. Give me Just give me a little synopsis of what music you're into. I'll pick a random winner and I'll ship out this vinyl for you guys. I don't need two copies of it. Is that the it. yellow one? 
Isn't that, this he, is the yellow one. Yeah, I kept the the splattered one. It's yeah, like that's multi- cool. Yeah, it's really no, cool. No, I'm just saying I'd never seen vinyl colored yet. vinyl. Oh, really? Before. Yeah. Oh, I have cool. lots of it. Yeah, I, I've got one that's like multicolors. That's and cool. Yeah, they do special edition stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, send us an email if you're interested in the Hellfire Reckoning vinyl album, and I'll pick a winner and give that thing out. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that's a really cool looking. They shred. For the people who can't see it yeah. online, it's... Yeah, and they're playing, they're like, playing Dallas like in a month. I'm going to go out to that show and check it out and yeah. hang out. Okay, that just reminded me. Okay. Last week, Chris Betts was in Dallas. And you went and watched him? I went and watched him play. Did he get to play? He did play. That's why I went. Okay. He texted me and said, yeah, I'm playing tomorrow. So I, I made the plans to go down and play. I think I talked to you when you were on your way there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Ryan Tanner, who is uh, he helps out Mark sometimes with some pulp stuff. He's from Dallas. Uh-huh. I gave him a ticket. We went and watched Betts play. It was great. Like, I don't really care much about baseball. It's fun when you know somebody. It was super fun because the stadium wasn't that full. So when I yelled at Betts, oh, they heard it. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it was great. I that's have video. Awesome. If you guys haven't checked out my Instagram, and I put it on Twitter today under a Tulsa Drillers post, but he's walking up to bat, and I go, Betts, you got a bike? <laughs> so I asked him afterwards. I said, did you hear that? He goes, oh, yeah. I said it was great. <laughs> he could hear everything. I was yelling at him almost every time at bat, but – I couldn't do, like, the uh, the dirtier yeah. quotes because he yeah. texted me on the way. He said, look, you're going to be sitting in the family section, and the stadium's not going to be very full. Be careful with the the hazing or what, not the whatever the term is they use. Yeah. It's like, be careful with what you say. So I chilled it back a little bit, but it was it was fun. He, and we went to dinner afterwards and hung out a little bit. And, yeah, he, he had a really good game. They lost, but he played really well. So that oh. was cool. Got to hang out with Chris Betts. Hopefully I'll be in town next time they're coming through or something like uh, that. Season's over after this week. And, oh, wow. And we'll just say he won't be back to play oh. here. Well, that sucks. Yeah, that, that was it. That was why I went to see him. Oh. I didn't know if he was going to stay with that organization or not. But the, I shouldn't say he won't be back. It's very unlikely that he'll be back to play. With that organization. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, yes. So, we've only got a few minutes until we got to get our first guest on. Um, I was going to touch on MXDN a little bit, but instead I want to touch on Diamond Dawn's Vintage Racing. Dude, I have yet to ever get to go to that. It's really like, cool. Every time that they wind up having it through, like in our area, I mean, it's always in our area, but every time they have it, I'm either at work or there's another race I'm going to or I'm on the road or whatever. I have got to make it one year because I think it'd be cool mainly just to see the bikes and I mean, obviously, a lot of fast older guys show up there yeah. too. So, I took my my camera and I'm I'm learning to use. So, really, I just put it on auto and shot pictures. Yeah, I don't <laughs> understand it, but I took a ton of pictures. I am building an article for Vital on the vintage race. Oh, that's Blake cool. Wharton was there. Trampus Parker, Kevin Windham showed up. He was like the the legend hero guy this this weekend. Um. Winter, Scotty Winterstrom obviously is local. He showed up. Uh, John Short, Dallas guy, showed up. So there's some really fast guys there. And there's another guy, I cannot think of his name, Glenn something, that's super, super fast on the 200s. That They do the, okay. pro, the pro race at intermission of the regular rounds, the regular classes. On 200s? The 200s. They okay. do all like 100 and a 200 class. Gotcha. The 200 class is what everybody shows up for, like XR 200s. And Trampas just annihilated everybody yeah but there's some really good pictures that i'll be posting soon on vital of some just beautiful old bikes Boltacos, makos just stuff that's like the the craftsmanship of those old bikes just looks so freaking cool what's the track like uh this it's an old school like mellow natural there's only like really 
a couple roller jumps. You barely even get right. in the air. There's but like, I mean, like, is there like elevation changes to the track? Not or? much. There's a dam jump. It's sort of like a, a dike or whatever that yeah. goes around the facility that you go up and over twice. Yeah. But you really don't get a ton of air the way it's set up. Those bikes can't handle much gotcha. air, right? Yeah. So there's not really a whole lot of elevation, though. Very minimal. Well, I know they have it there every year. I didn't know if the facilities were like really cool or if it just it's happened. beautiful. And it you'll is. see some of the pictures and stuff. I, I took awesome. a little bit of video. Michael Gage was out there. Gage yeah. actually beat Kevin Windham because Kevin crashed. He beat Kevin Windham. That's what I said, dude. That, you could put that on your resume. And then when I interviewed Windham, I kind of told him we had my buddy and his buddies were in the motorhome. Yeah. So as Kevin's talking about, like I said, hey man, do you think you'd ever want to get back involved with motocross or coaching? And all, his buddies were like, yeah, because that Gage guy beats you. Like just every few seconds, oh, that Gage guy beats you. He was, like, <laughs> he was just shaking his head, like, oh my god. So got some good interviews with Wyndham's. In he is involved with that um, that real deal. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, I, I brought that up in the interview, and he's like, yeah, we need to cut that out. They're they're gone. Oh, so. That that yeah they parted ways, but he yeah. he does want to get back involved. I don't want to give too much away. Check out the interview on Vital. Yeah, we will. I should have it out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's a lot to build, but I interviewed him. Wharton, Randy Richardson was there. Randy shreds. Really, I got some good video of him riding. A lot of fun hanging out with him. But that's a lot of that will be in the vi- in the article because there there'll be a video article or whatever put up on YouTube. With some video, some still yeah. pictures, and then the written article. So check that out if you um, guys aren't are from around this area or on vitals um, vitalmx.com on the no on their YouTube channel the YouTube yeah channel. yeah gotcha also yeah yeah hopefully next week I'll have it up but uh, that was a really cool event we don't have a whole lot more time to talk about it but it's something if you are in the area of East Texas or Oklahoma Arkansas and you get a chance it's every year about this time Diamond Dawn's Vintage Race and I think there's a website they definitely have a Facebook page check it out it's really really cool history. Our buddy Garrett Rockley, who listens mm-hmm. to the show, his dad was there. Oh, cool. Yeah, his dad actually talked to me, and I, you know, I guess uh, SoCal Jamie didn't realize it was him, and I didn't really talk to him. Like, I mean, I, I you are acknowledged that he was there, but I didn't realize it was Garrett's dad. Garrett's in the in the yeah, chat I felt right like now. A total. And... He didn't look the same as last year. Oh, okay. Garrett said, "Yeah, he's growing his hair out. You cut yours, and he's growing his out." And I just didn't recognize him, and I'd only met him the one time, so I felt like a butthole. Yeah, but. People get this. People are now seeing who you really. The other the day you me. went off on on the on the pulp show. You just lost your cool. Yeah, dude. Telling people to f off. You, I mean, you're just too cool for stuff now. Oh, those those guys with the voicemails, assholes. I mean, they're just calling it like they see it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they are. You're right. The dude, was, dude, the dude had some funny comments. I yeah. guess. But anyway. Yeah, so we're about to get into Matt Burkeen. Uh, anything? Did you get to do any riding recently? I have not. I think the last time I rode was Steve's with okay. you. Yeah, I've been on the working. Two-stroke. Yeah, when, and then I, come on, man, I was riding good that day. You've been riding really good. Like, yeah. like I was. That's the first time that we've ridden together in a long time where I'm like, I there's no chance of me keeping up. Like, there's been times you've been faster than me, and we were riding. Well, in, in all honesty, usually because you were like on a 125 and I was on a 450. But still, what I'm saying is, is it's that was the first time where I'm like, yeah, there's not a chance. Like, I, there was no way I would be able to keep up. Like, I just didn't have the speed. So. Full training. I'm in full training mode for yeah. Bet Nationals. Well, there you go. But then I went to California, like, the following week. Yeah, what's up with that? And I rode absolutely garbage at Glen Helen and Paris. The thing that made me feel good after we were out there riding this last time, where I was like, hey, let's do some motos where you have to try to pass me. And we, we were like... <laughs> creating battles yeah. and how winded and gassed you got from that. I'm like, oh yeah, he's well, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely have a lot of work to do. Yes, but I caught you and passed you and Cooley on the first lap. But then we multiple times. But but then we started the back and forth stuff, and that's a slow pace. And just elbowing and cutting off, and that's yeah. I got worked. Like I mean, I didn't get worked. I got tired. Yeah, quickly. But that was also at, at the end of the second moto. Like I've been doing two twenty twenty five minute motos every time we go. You're gonna have to start doing that if you want to be like better with the racing part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I rode yesterday on the three fifty, which I I haven't talked about either. I got that Husky three fifty. Yep, it's the most fun I've ever had riding a motorcycle. I love love. Love that motorcycle. JT Cooley has been preaching the 350 for years, and I had one for a while and loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah, I'm all in on the 350. I'm not giving that bike back to Husky Michael. (laughs) Unless Michael Lindsay (laughs) wants to drive to Texas and take it out of the shop that's not built yet. Yeah. He's not getting it back. There you go. That's my bike now. I like it. I mean, prove that it's not. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I love that bike. So, anyway, yeah, I've been trying to ride a lot. Uh, Maybe at the end of the show, if we have a few minutes, we'll talk a little bit more about. Vet Nationals coming up and what, you know, all that. Yep, we haven't really on. had time to talk about it, but we got to get Matt Burkeen on, so we will be right back. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercamp. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Baxter Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto S. Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSbrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today. What's up, guys? Our first guest of the night. He's a first-timer on the show. I don't know what's taking us so long to get him on, but he is going to be brought to you tonight by Racetech, which is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the USA. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save tonight. Racetech brings us a guy that TJ might have the funniest vlog of all the Moto vlogs. 
privateer Matt Burkeen. What's up, Matt? How's it going, y'all? Appreciate you having me on and uh, stoked to be presented by Race Tech. I, uh, I love my Race Tech, so I'm glad they're presenting me. Yeah, Checkers is an okay guy. He's not too bad. I mean, he, he definitely the master of the air wheelie, so we got to give him some credit. And I, I dig my Race Tech stuff also. I've got it on my YZ250 two-stroke, my uh, my 22 model. So we're like we're, we're like Blue Crew brothers. Oh, we really are. That's why I uh, I actually was with Checkers whenever uh, I think he he ran across you at Millville, and I was yeah. like, oh hell yeah, that, that's my guy. He's got a YZ two fifty. <laughs> I know who that is. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't really know your vlog until it was probably after that. I think the Unadilla one was the first one I saw, and I was like, oh my god, this thing. I was cracking up, dude. I was telling TJ at the beginning of the show, like you fist pumping with Chase, and the little insert of the dust storm blowing through its town that you put in, and. Like you put a lot of work in your vlogs and you're just a funny guy. Yeah, I appreciate it. And it's, it's funny. I actually just do the vlogs on an app on my phone. So like for Unadilla, um, while my girlfriend was driving, I was just editing, um, on my phone in the passenger seat and that's usually how I would do it. So it's, it's honestly not anything like too extravagant, but growing up, um, like when I lived at a training facility when my bike was broken, like I would film people all the time just okay. for fun. So it's kind of something that I really enjoy doing. Like there was, I think it was Red Bud. I, I was actually done with my vlog um, Saturday night after the race. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's, I like, I like getting my stuff done fairly quick too. So yeah, TJ here, he does some editing on, uh, on his phone and I haven't gone that route. I do everything on the laptop still. Yeah. I've got, like a little YouTube channel that I shoot some random car stuff with. And I've got to where I do everything on my phone now. Like the phones have gotten good enough. I do all the video editing, all the important music, yeah. all everything. It's now all on just basically a random phone app that I downloaded for my iPhone. Yeah. It's just, it's just so easy. And I mean, I'm sure that there's, there's like bigger and better things that I can do like on a computer with a real editing app, but I don't even really know how to do those things anyway. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like this is like the perfect thing for right. me to be using. Yeah. I, I'm learning to use like Adobe premiere, but yeah, I I'm with you. Hey, I want to ask you about this, this year you made, uh, I think six other outdoor rounds, but you haven't raced outdoors since 2018. And then before that it was 2014. Why the gaps? <laughs> so 2014 i think i did six of them on a 250f that um it needed more work than it had but we did what we could with what we had and that was like straight out of amateurs that was supposed to be my a class year and we kind of just figured you know if we we're gonna have to spend all this money to race like let's go race pro you know kind of screw it at that point um and then after that i was supposed to do some supercross and i had a few injuries and was kind of over it for a few years. I actually took like a year or two where I didn't even really ride at all. Mm. Um, went to community community college for a little bit. And then, um, 2018, I was working at South of the border, um, train, helping train kids down there. And, um, I did muddy Creek in 2018 because I was wanting to do, um, a two stroke race that they were having at intermission that day. And the two stroke that I was supposed to ride, um, the kid blew it up like two weeks before the race. So, I last second was like, screw it. I have my 450 and Muddy Creek's like one of my favorite tracks. So, you know, why not try? So that was where the 2018 one came from. And okay. then I ended up um, going back to school um, at a university um, to do business, um, to do marketing. And then I think 
let's see. Shortly after the Nationals, I got a Suzuki 450 to get like good contingency money and all that. And sorry to all you Suzuki fans out there, but I really did not enjoy it. Um, it actually made me kind of quit again for a while because I just wasn't gel. <laughs> I wasn't gelling with it. You weren't kicking and- with it. <laughs> I was not gelling. I, I, yeah, it was not good. So I, I actually quit again for like another year and then I got the two stroke and ever since I got that, I just have been having more and more fun and yeah. getting more and more comfortable on it. Well, I, I was watching your, uh, your vlog from the, the pro, the program at Dublin gap. And I, I feel like you got worked by a guy on a Suzuki. I, we all got worked by a guy on a Suzuki. <laughs> he was ripping a kid named uh, chase Yenser. Um, he, he was actually riding for the Bar X team, I think, for the last three or four outdoors. I think he just came out of amateurs. Okay. Um, so, obviously, like, he rips anyway, but yeah. his family actually owns that track, too. So, I think we were going to have a tough time with him regardless, no matter what he was on. I mean, it shows because he put it to us on the Suzuki. But I think he's got a pretty good Suzuki. It seemed pretty stout. But yeah, he's, yeah. he's a good rider anyway, regardless. <laughs> yeah, I was just busting your balls a little bit. But <laughs> I, I like the way your program is, though, man. Like, you're you're throwing your bikes into, you know, whether it be your old beater truck or your girlfriend's dad's truck, whatever it takes. And, you, you know, your girlfriend's riding with you or, or her dad's going with you. It's, it's a very very old school privateer program and it seems like you're just having a good time and making making motos (laughs) yeah that's honestly the only way we really know how to do it at this point and even you know a couple years ago two and a half years ago or so i was kind of over it again with racing because i was just going everywhere by myself you know doing everything solo and um, you know, even just hitting, you know, the races around, you know, the neighboring States, just doing everything alone was kind of getting old. Yeah. Um, and whenever, whenever she started coming to the races with me and then her dad also being like the ultimate hype man, like <laughs> it kind of, it kind of kickstarted like what you guys are seeing today, because I really don't think that, um, I was ever this fast, even growing up. Like, I really think I'm at my best right now. Like I still have some things I need to iron out because obviously my results were, not good, but I really think like as far as like raw speed and like how I feel on the bike, I really don't think I've ever felt better. Oh, that's great. That's really cool to hear that that that's progressed like that. And TJ, I don't know if you've seen any of his vlogs yet, but I haven't. his girlfriend's dad goes with him as a mechanic and it's like, He's like a super fan too, yeah. so he's like he sees like Ken Roxon or whatever go by. He's like, oh, oh, that's Ken. like he's not paying attention to Matt. He's paying attention <laughs> to the other guys. But then when when in Matt's riding, he's like screaming his head off for Matt. You know, that's awesome. most mechanics are kind of being quiet, and he's like super fanning out. It's it's really it's such a fun vlog to watch. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm surprised he didn't get kicked out. To be honest with you, like as I was reviewing the footage on the way home from Bud's Creek, I was like, dude, I don't know if they're gonna let you back at Iron Man. And then, <laughs> Iron Man, I come off the first practice and he's like, oh, dude, you're going to love where I was filming from. And I'm like, oh, God, where were you? He goes, oh, I got escorted off. Don't you worry. And he was like in the infield with team managers, just like hanging out, filming, just having a good time. That's great. That's awesome. Did you run the whole season on the two stroke? Yeah. So I did, uh, I did high point through, um, what was the last one? High point through Ironman. Yeah. But I skipped, I skipped Southwick because I figured if I went there, I was going to blow up my bike. And so instead (laughs) you guys are going to love this. Instead, I went to a a money race in Ohio and blew my bike up there. (laughs) But is that farther from you in Ohio or like where are you? Um, out no, of? It, it was a bit closer. Oh, okay. it, it's close to where my family's at, so I was able to see them too. But it was actually 
really, I should have logged that one too, because uh, a buddy of mine that lives in the same town as me that also rides a YZ 250. Yeah. Um, he and I, he and I went up there together and second lap of practice, I don't know what happened to him, but he like endoed and got knocked out. And <laughs> it was just this whole gnarly ordeal, like me having to go to and from the hospital the whole night, Saturday after racing. And then Sunday I blow my bike up and <laughs> Wow. And then the the craziest part of all, like it was almost an even bigger disaster because my buddy, we took his truck and the next time he drove it, the truck seized up on him. <laughs> Dude, you have no luck. Like the, the most recent vlog of the Pro-Am TJ, yeah. he, he takes his girlfriend's dad's truck right. to go to this money race, right. it ends up being a mutter. He crashes like five times, it seems like, yeah. doesn't make any money. His girlfriend shuts the door of her dad's truck and it blows the rear window out like are part of it so it's what? like he's having no luck dude it's almost like a comedy like this is a, if they wrote a comedy about a like a, a dirt bike rider this is matt burkeen so so matt burkeen needs to like start a like a uh scripted reality show of how 2022 went it doesn't have to be scripted just go watch this vlog yeah <laughs> yeah you don't have to, you don't have to script it that's why me and my girlfriend have been saying like i damn near just need to like vlog life at this point yeah so so traveling with that do you you feel like the two stroke obviously it revitalizes you gets people behind you and stoked about it but do you feel like your results could have been better on a like a 450 or do you think you'd have just been lost in the pack kind of you you get what I'm asking Yeah definitely so it's interesting you asked that cuz I um Right after the season was over, I actually got I uh, used Yamaha 450 just to race at like money races in the right. fall because in the fall there's a lot of like big money purse races right. um, throughout like the East Coast. So I kind of just got that for that just to kind of like see what I could do on it, and it's a lot better for the start is like my main thing because yeah. that's where I struggle yeah. racing the two stroke everywhere. Right. Um. But but right now, and I I don't have a ton of time on the 450 just yet, but I feel like I'm really really similar speed. But it's a lot easier on the 450. That's right. for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, but the I lower agree. heart rate, I think, is made up for an arm pump because this sucker <laughs> is fast. Right. Yeah, I was just curious Real about fast. that because I see guys in the past and through the years who have gotten on two stroke and done good, and then they it helps them done good. They've done. Hillbilly. They have Hillbilly. done done okay. well. They've done good. Whatever. They've done well. I done done I done done good. All right, shut up. Anyways, so they um what was I trying to say? He just completely threw me off my game. I don't, I don't have much. No, what I was trying to say is is they do good with the two stroke and then they move to the four stroke and it's almost like like then they're just part of the riders that are in the middle of the pack again. You know what I mean? Where they Yeah. Like they stand out for fantasy and we like those riders for fantasy motocross. But for actually getting sponsors, you just kind of you don't have any. I guess you'd say results. Not not, not results, but any flash. Nothing that oh, makes yeah, you yeah. stand apart yeah, yeah, from yeah. the crowd. I'm with that, you. That, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, um, you know, I I like riding this 452, but I like the two stroke a lot better, and the people like it a whole lot better. And if I were to do it on the 450, you know, I, you know, maybe let's even just say I'm like a 20th place guy. And like that yeah. in the 450 field this year, like, you know, there was really, really good guys that are like 20th place. Right. And even, even if I were to do that, like nobody would really care. Where yeah. like high, high point, for example, my first moto of the season, I think I got like 
37th or something like it was awful like i was actually like embarrassed and it was insane how many people came through my pit just like loving it that i was even out there and like yes you know i i would have had i been out there for 30 plus two just grinding my balls off for 20th like nobody would even like have known being that we're a race tech sponsored show and you're a race tech rider have you talked to them about building like a 250 two stroke that could maybe have more bottom to get you on a better start like building the motor actually building a, a motor and a full program like that or are you running a pretty close to stock bike so as of now it, it's actually pretty close to stock i would i actually now that you mentioned that i would love to talk to them about it but um i was actually thinking about it today i think all in um the bike has like six hundred dollars in it um it yeah. has like a a $300 awesome. cylinder job, an FMF pipe and some V force reads. And that's it. And then the race tech suspension. Um, then they, they took great care of me on that. Right. But, um, as far as like the motor and, and all that, it's just about a $600, um, yeah, just invest from that's stock next year. Just a giant race tech logo on the radiator shrouds, yeah. have the race tech motor, race tech suspension, put it in the top. I'm 20. into it. I'd I'll like put to get, a flag on. I don't care. <laughs> I'd like to get my hands on that exhaust because I can't get one. They're out. Everybody's yeah, out of there. Everybody. Yeah. I need one too because mine is absolutely torched between like, <laughs> you know, everything I've done this year. And yeah. then like even especially after Unadilla, it was pretty bad. As, as many hours as he has on the bike, probably needs a gnarly pipe right, to hold up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of like you talked about, you know, sponsor or, or making a making an impact, who's helping you out? Because the way you're doing this has to be very expensive. What kind of support do you have? Um, so my main sponsor, um, it's kind of unique how it came about. Um, I was at a race at South of the border. I'm not sure if you've seen this on my YouTube or not, but, um, Nick Romano was actually there and I, I don't know. I still to this day, don't know how I did this, but it, I guess it was just a track. I was comfortable in a day I was comfortable, but I kind of ran with Romano for a couple motos, but I had like tons of bike problems throughout the day and i was telling a friend of mine on the gate for a 25 plus moto that just like everything that had gone wrong that day and the dude that was next to him like heard everything that i had said and he owns a car dealership that sells and details transports um like lambos mclarens um porsches like all that so um he contacted me and he was like my title sponsor for the year so he helped me out a ton and then um another there from Pennsylvania, but an insulation company was also super, super helpful. Helped me out with uh, gas and some entry fees as well. And then other than that, it was just um, a lot of smaller um, companies and local support that um, that really helped me out. Um, you know, even people that that didn't have a lot to give. You know, yeah. we're still we're still trying to help, which was really, really cool. I mean, a, a little bit from a lot of people makes a lot, so. Um, I don't like to be like one of those like handout type of people, but I mean, after the first round, people were dying to help. So, I mean, I kind of had to let them. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, I like the story of the guy that hears your struggles and decides he's going to help you out while, you know, on the line or whatever. That's, that's really cool that how our industry can it, work. It's, it's crazy how it happened too. And like, he's a religious guy and he's like, man, I, I prayed on it and like something just told me that you really need help. And I said, man, you were right. Cause I do really need help. Like I was about ready to pack it up. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And I have a son who's first year trying to be pro was this year. He's struggled a lot. And he said the thing that he struggled with probably the, 
one of the things was not being able to ride during the week because he's driving to the races. Like, how does your program work with that, and where are you training? So that that's definitely, like, one of the harder struggles. But for me, it's been probably about eight years since I've really been doing riding during the week. So I it didn't really phase me much. Um, I was hoping to do, like, a bit of a boot camp of sorts before the season, but then I jacked my shoulder up pretty bad, like, a month before high point. So I barely even made it to the first round. But um, to be honest with you guys, between high point and – um, Ironman, I practiced four times and, um, they were all between Washougal and Unadilla. I managed to link up with, uh, some of the club MX guys like March Banks and Mikel Rath, um, the Martin brothers, Justin Rod Bell, um, Freddie Noor and a bunch of those guys and just pretty much got my teeth kicked in for a couple of weeks, but <laughs> it was really good for me. But other than that, like I basically was just going to the gym every day, doing whatever I could off the bike. But as far as on the bike, it, it really wasn't much. And, it was mainly because I only had this one race bike to ride. Um, I have another bike, but it's been a skeleton back here in my bike room for about three or four months because I keep having to steal parts off of it for this bike. So, <laughs> well, um, yeah, no, practice was not really in the program. So Jeez. I definitely need to have a sit down with Doc and tell him he sucks. Well, we know <laughs> that. Yeah. No, just based no, off of his That's story. my son I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, just based off of this guy on a two-stroke yeah. Yeah. making it into the motos against the 450s. Off. Why do you even bother, Doc? Just quit. Just quit, Doc. Oh my god. <laughs> uh man, I wanted to ask you your girlfriend Brianna, I've mentioned her a couple times. She rides too. And but you you said earlier like your girlfriend started going with you and it, you sort of got reinvigorated and found the love for the sport again. Was that a new relationship or she just started going to the races with you after being together for a while? No, no, that was a new relationship. Okay. And like, right when, right whenever we got together, it was like the first time I had rode in months. And, um, she, her, she was staying with her dad at the time and he lived close to a track that I'm actually going to go race at this weekend. Um, Lake sugar tree. And we, me, her and her dad went out and raced. And, um, I actually, my pipe had gotten like so dented in that like, it was like coming off of like the intake. So I actually borrowed her dad's pipe for the first race that they came to me with. Um, but man, like ever since then, like we just, we had so much fun and that I never really had people around me like that to like pump me up. Like they did, like they're like the ultimate, you know, hype man and hype woman for me. And it's crazy. Like how much the mental game really does help. And I know, uh, Dark side. I know you've heard Kiefer say this, but uh, home life. life is actually the real deal. I discovered. Yeah, that's that's not. I can't argue with that, to be honest. So, TJ, what do you think about home life? My mind's great, but I don't know. I mean, is that she what you're asking? Me, though. <laughs> she does hate me, she, but that's why you're gone all the time. She makes you work two or two or three weeks out of time. She says that because I work out of town. She says that I'm gone long enough for her to miss me, and I'm home long enough for her to want me to leave. <laughs> right. So that's perfect, right there. Yeah. It works out good. No, I see it's a big deal. I see it with a lot of riders. You know, I mean, something. You know, just having that support, I yeah. think, is more than more than just having a happy life. It's somebody who's supporting you and what you want to do. Yeah, it's I really guess cool. that's what it is. So, Matt, before we let you go, uh, what are the chances of you hitting some Supercross? Is that something that you could see happening? Um, the chances of me hitting Supercross are zero percent. Okay. I hate to let anyone <laughs> down, but okay. I am not into Supercross at all. I I tried to do a couple of go arounds at Supercross, and it absolutely bit me both times. And 
as supportive as Brianna is, I also think she would probably cut me if I tried to race Supercross. Oh, so wow. I don't think she's into it either. She's not into it. Well, I guess you're up. But neither I'm, am I. That's the yeah. main thing. I am not into well, hey. it. I do I do think I'm going to be trying to do some arena cross this winter. I don't know like what series or if I'm just going to do it around my local stuff or what sure. I'm going to do. But I'd like to try to do some arena cross this winter. Well, That's going to be a stack. Like arena cross is going to – I've heard so many of the privateers hitting arena cross yeah. this year. Well, they're all, but there's also some of those guys are going on the World Supercross. So. Yeah, well, this arena cross hey, is going to be. Amazing. But here's the thing: there's a lot of guys that are going Supercross only. Matt's a motocross only. Motocross only. Others. Yeah, I guess so. You know, yeah. Justin Cooper's just oh, like no, Justin, just like the Dunge. Yeah, just like exactly. the Dunge. Yeah, I, I mean it. he he did cross the finish line with Chase. I mean he's had yeah. a great year. Yeah, that was. I, I don't know why Chase was so excited when. Yeah, I guess he was excited <laughs> hey, for Matt. Funny, funny story about the Dunge real quick before okay. y'all let me know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I lined up next to him at Washougal. Or actually, I, I take that back. He lined up next to me because he had a, a DNF, so he was like last gate pick, and he right. lined up next to me. And uh, am I allowed to swear or no? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so I looked at Dunge, he pulls in, and I was like, Dunge, you're a fucking legend, man. And he looks at me, he goes, yeah, he was like, ah, I don't know about that. That might be you on that two-stroke. And I was just like, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> are you kidding me you, you needed a go- yeah too bad they, they don't allow gopros anymore because you could have had that on you know for life yeah i know and that that was one of the few races that um brianna wasn't taking me to the gate because oh. i actually had a mechanic to help me out yeah. because of the malfunction i had at millville so had she been with me she would have got that dude think about tj every story he's told us like all the bad stuff like it's not really bad but oh i didn't have the gopro at the right time all oh, my pipes dented all the window blew out like Matt's just living like he's having a great life. It sounds like, but lots just, just little slivers just of little. stuff that just like why just let some go my way, dude. Yeah, Come exactly, on. exactly. Man, hey, I feel I feel you guys on that one. But <laughs> I, I I always try to think if I just keep on doing what I'm doing, it'll, it'll turn around at no, some point. It can't be bad luck forever. You got for, one more for the people that are listening, your YouTube channel is just your name. Yeah. yeah, so if you just search Matt Burkeen, um, okay. I should be, or my channel should be the first thing that comes up. Yeah, it out. is. I, I looked it up. I just want to make sure that was your channel. B-U-R-K-E-E-N, yep. Matt Burkeen. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, I've posted a couple of them on Vital. So, yeah, there's a few there. But, yeah, just go search them out. Yeah, I pre- subscribe. appreciate you sharing them for me, Dark Side. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've become a fan, man. I, I really, just your vlogs and your attitude. And I, I like the, I like the behind-the-scenes stuff. So, like, I'll watch you ride on your vlogs, but I like I love all the behind the scenes stuff of vlogs. So I like seeing you and your your girlfriend's dad and your dad and your your girl. And he's just that. checking your girl out. What yeah, that is part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We definitely we definitely try to keep it real. And, and this weekend we should have an interesting one because um, my girlfriend's actually not going to be able to attend either of these because she's got to work and then she's got something else going on. But I think I'm going back to Pennsylvania on Saturday by myself for a two stroke race and then okay. heading back here heading back here to race on Sunday in Virginia. So That's I don't even know what, I don't even know what vehicle I'm taking or whose back window I'm going to bust out. <laughs> right. this weekend, but it ought to be we'll entertaining. Figure it out I look forward to seeing the video about it. Yeah. Well, we need, we <laughs> oh, need yeah. to get you out here for at, to Swan for the pro challenge. Yeah. So uh, what, what weekend is that? Do you remember TJ? Uh, it's October. Yeah, I think it's like the first week in October or uh, I'll text you. I'll no, I don't want him to show up. He's too fast. He's going to steal money from doc. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> let me let me know because I think the first weekend in October I was looking at Kawasaki Race of Champions and that's a little bit far too. So yeah. um Texas is a haul, but like I say, racers race. So you you line up a gate, I'm there. 
TJ's looking it up. But, I'm looking it up yeah. now, but yeah, and there we'll we'll find a place for y'all to come crash. You can stay, yeah, yeah, stay at my place. I got a shop and all that stuff yeah. or whatever. Yeah, we could find you a practice enticing. track probably too. We yeah, got a, I got a practice track like a mile from my house. That's a lot of fun. Ooh, that could be my fifth practice of the year. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's September 30th through October 2nd. Okay, there you go. So, Same weekend as K-Rock. So now I got a decision to make. <laughs> but, yeah, how, much is, how much is the payout on that one, TJ? Uh, let me look here. It's like oh, 25, at, Yeah, right? I think so. I'm at work. Uh, 25000 is a payout. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's always a stacked one. So that'd be a fun one. Yeah. Well, let us know, man. And uh, if you w- decide to head this way, we'll, we'll get you some logistics stuff set up. Hell yeah. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I'll definitely let you guys know. All right, Matt. It was great talking to you, getting a chance to get to know you a little bit, and uh, we'll get you on again soon. Right on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it was fun coming on shooting the shit with you guys. Hopefully we can do it again. Absolutely, Matt. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. You guys have a good one. You too. See ya. Bye. That's Matt Burkeen. That was a fun interview. He's just got a great... Attitude? And great I mean, personality. how could you have a bad attitude when you drive the country around racing a two-stroke and have a relatively good results for riding the two-strokes every weekend? I'm just I can't mean, argue. Yeah, great life. It's a good life. It's a good life. All right, we'll be right, right back with Kate O'Grady. If you're like most racers, you've dreamed about riding a works bike with all the trick parts. Since 1989, Works Connection has been producing works like products for the general public. When Steve Lampson and Team Peak Split Fire Pro Circuit used Works Connection in 1990, they quickly gained a reputation for quality that the pros would use. Three decades later, the company is still known as the leader in quality, innovation, and customer satisfaction. The industry standard pro launch start device is used by many of the teams, such as Factory, HRC Honda, Star Yamaha, Hep Suzuki, and many more. Pole shot specialist Vince Freeze, as well as Jet Lawrence, Eli Tomac, and Chase Sexton all trust Works Connection to get them to the front. And don't forget, you can also get the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Engraved Master Cylinder Covers, and much more at WorksConnection.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at checkout. Works Connection, the choice of champions. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal and i think that is something that both myself and racetech have always worked towards and i think they can help you get there too hey guys this is alex ray i use racetech components in my sgd suspension and also the racetech engine the reason i like it is just because uh, the engine is super reliable tons of torque and also on the suspension side it just gives it that flush nice feeling Hey, it's your boys around Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. 
They're very high quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around. And I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use promo code MotoXPod to save. When choosing goggles, we all know you have a lot of choices. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the preferred goggles for many of the top privateers, including Kyle Chisholm, Ryan Brees, Ben LeMay, and top GNCC riders like Craig DeLong. X-Brand is the result of years of knowledge from former Honda HRC test rider Rich Taylor and his dad, Hook Taylor. Whether you're leading the pack or getting blasted with roost, X-Brand can stand up to the abuse. You can visit eksbrand.com to see all X-Brand offers. From the unparalleled Lucid Extreme Definition Optics Goggle with the Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System and 4-Layer Factory Foam to the EKSS and the Flat Out Series, you will find a goggle to meet your needs at a price point you'll love. Check your local dealership for X-Brand goggles distributed through WPS. If you want comfort, style, and performance as well as hashtag clear vision, then you want X-Brand. Choose X-Brand because we said so and we're hot. Okay, guys, we're back from our second commercial break of the night. Next up, brought to you by Works Connection. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps's goal has been to produce works-like products for the general public. With products like the industry-standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, radiator braces, customized master cylinder covers, and much more, it's hard to imagine you not going to worksconnection.com so you too can have what the pros use. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at worksconnection.com. Tonight, Works Connection brings us, from right now, from Rockstar Husky, TJ. This guy has moved his way up. Our buddy, Cade O'Grady. What's up, Cade? Hey, how you guys doing? Doing good, man. It has been a while since we've had you on, and your career path has been on an upward trajectory. Currently, just finished uh, wrenching for Dean Wilson, man. How was that? Oh, it was rad. It was really cool working for Dean and then just being with the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna crew. It's been awesome. How did that come about? Like, I think last year you were working with uh, Max Miller, right? Yes. Yep. Or even yeah, some so this year, I guess. I was even with some Max this year. for years. Yeah. Um, but when Nate Ramsey made the switch from Orange Brigade KTM to Rockstar, um, he got in contact with me after Supercross was over and said he had a job for me with Rockstar. And I wasn't sure who I was going to be working with, but I kind of, I started off just as like a, a floater, just helping out wherever around the shop and just practice days and whatnot. And then they didn't have a guy for Dean when he came back off an of injury. And yeah, I, I lucked out basically. Well, and I want to get more into that, but first I want to get a little bit of your background. So people that are newer listeners to the show, back, I think TJ said like episode 70, which went in 2018, you came on. And I met you in St. Louis in 2018, and you had just finished work uh, the school, the Scott Atkins Pro Supercross Motocross School, and you were looking for work. And man, like, you know, you were literally just trying to meet people that day. And like, talk about the progression from there working with privateer teams and privateers and working your way up. Like how has that gone? How did those steps happen? It's been pretty crazy. Um, I've definitely lucked into a lot of positions and I've put in a lot of, a lot of long hours, a lot of sleepless nights getting here. 
but yeah, I did in 2017 and ending in 2018, I attended the pro SX MX tech school in Morgantown, West Virginia, taught by Scott Atkins and graduated out of that. It was about an eighth month long program. And like you said, when I met you, we were at um, St. Louis Supercross and I was there handing out resumes, just talking to people, trying to get my foot in the door because I had zero race experience besides just local stuff. Yep. And I talked to you and you had set me up with Travis Del Necky, and that was the first race I'd ever worked. And I literally was handing out resumes to 30 minutes later being on the floor of my first Supercross race, <laughs> wrenching for him. So I, I am the key to your success. I mean, obviously. <laughs> Uh, you definitely, you started the ball, that's for sure. Yeah, so at some point, when you're working for a guy that wins a championship and you get a bonus, you just remember that. I'll, take I'll, give, I'll give you a shout-out for sure. Oh, okay. He's going to shout-out. All right, Kate, I like it. Yeah, I like it. You're not an agent. You know? No, I don't get the 10% no, of the 10%. No, no percent. Damn. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really cool to see your, how things have gone, man. I mean, I, I feel like it was at Houston a couple years ago. You were wrenching for somebody – and, and oh, here, let me rephrase how I want to bring this up. Tell me, like, what's the worst mistake or the biggest thing you've done at you know at a race that was like a full panic mode? Oh, and you had to bring up Houston. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> 2019, I was working for JMC Husqvarna. Um, the rider was Chris Howell that year. Yep, it was. It's pretty chaotic. I was building the engines while Chris and I were building the engines. Um, and that year, I don't know what I was thinking. I got in a rush after washing the bike, and I left the blue paper towel in the airbox. And I came back to the truck, fired the thing up, and sucked a rag into the motor. I've done that. Me too. We so no, I, I have to. Yeah. I think everybody's done it. Yeah. But it's really bad when you're at a Supercross race <laughs> and you got to race that day. Yep. So full panic mode, ripped the engine out sent Chris off running around to other guys looking for a valve spring compressor because we didn't have one. Got the head torn off, got the valves ripped out of it. Luckily, none of the valves were bent. It didn't damage anything. We were able to shut it off in time. But there was a good two hours of me sitting there with a pick trying to pick all the little pieces <laughs> of blue paper towel out of that cylinder head. That's and it was... What's that? I said, that's funny because we did the same thing for Doc at Loretta's. He we oh. we washed the bike. Doc and, is his son. Yeah, it's my son, and did this. He knows Doc. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. yeah. And so he uh, did the same thing, and I was sitting there, and we were getting like his moto was coming up, and I'm in there with needle nose pliers, <laughs> reaching in the and rolling the cylinder yeah, over yeah. and pulling the the rags out, and then we fired it up. It was like confetti coming out of the exhaust. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh yeah, that same thing happened to me. Yeah, it's it's a terrible feeling when you Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I ran into Cade like shortly after I think they got the bike back together, and he was just like, "Oh my god, you won't believe what I did," type thing. And I was yep. like, "Ooh, like the, you just got to think in that pressure cooker situation, and how like the team's probably like, what the hell are we doing? You know, like yeah. who knows what everybody's thinking? Like I can't imagine what you were going through that day. It was it was stressful. Yeah. It was not very fun. It was not fun, but that night ended up semi well. We made it made it to the main events. It was a triple crown that night, yeah. so we made it in, raced all three rounds. Um, that was the same night Chris 
Well, AC crashed off the over-under bridge, and Chris ran into the back of him and went over the bars. <laughs> and when he did that, he snapped both sides of the subframe. Jeez. And being a privateer team, we didn't have spare subframes, so it was safety wire and zip ties to try to hold that thing together. <laughs> and for Supercross, winners take all. For Supercross, yeah. And he <laughs> stood up for all three main events because the subframe was broken. Because you can't seat so, mounts. Yeah. Go ahead. So you can't seat bounce like that either in, in Supercross. No, yeah, there is no seat bouncing. If you seat bounce, the whole <laughs> rear end of the bike would have just fallen off. Yeah, there was okay. It was uh that was probably one of the worst weekends of my career. Yeah. I mean the, the subframe thing wasn't my fault, but still like yeah. It's just a it bad wasn't, day, yeah. It wasn't a highlight, that's for sure. But I think that's like <laughs> that's good for character and like, okay, like it taught you something, you know, like be more careful. Like it's, you, you have to have those right ever. There's no way that any of the mechanics on the starting line at Supercross and outdoors haven't had that same day. No. And that's luckily Thule from AMA. He came up to me and he patted me on the back that same day. And he goes, Hey, I've been there. I've done it. 90% of these other mechanics in this field have done it. Yeah. It's yeah. what you take from it and what you've learned. And what, how you move on afterwards. Yeah. And so if you look, I will never put a blue rag in an airbox again. <laughs> if I put anything, it's a yellow microfiber because it cannot get sucked into the throttle body. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We use the big, the, the, the big shop rags that are like too big to get pulled in there. Uh, now. <laughs> yeah. I right. used a blue rag a couple of years ago in my 06 yeah. and I, I, that bike hadn't been ridden in years and it might've been right when you put it back together or I can't remember, but anyway. Yeah. Me and my buddy went out. He hadn't rode in years. I was like, well, you can ride my 06. And, like, we went to Canton, Buffalo Creek, and yeah. he cranked the bike, pulled down the track. He's like, boy, it won't go anywhere. And I, I went, oh, God, it hit me instantly. I was like, I never pulled the blue rag out. Oh, the, shit. The most amazing thing is how, like, at least for that Cowie that, that Doc was on, how twisted that rag came out the other end. Yeah. Like the, like the amount of pressure and force, and it just, like, twirled it up. It was really weird. So oh, can, it's it's crazy, yeah. How how was it these last few rounds working with Dino on his way out? I, I texted him at, so after I saw you at Paula that day about a month ago on practice, the practice day. Uh-huh. I texted Dean. I was like, "Hey, man, how, how's it working with Kay?" And he goes, "Like he said, he's really good. Like he said, I was I wasn't sure to begin with because you know he didn't know who you were, but he said he's really good. So how was it working with him as a rider? He, he told me he was definitely a little nervous, which yeah. is totally understandable. He has no idea who I am, and I'm just a, another guy showing up saying I can work on a dirt bike. But working with Dean was awesome. He is so down to earth, and he's just just like with most of these guys. He's just another dude that just happens to be really fast on a dirt bike. Mm-hmm. But he is so humble, so kind. He was just It was just really fun working with him. That's good. Yeah, he's a good guy. I, I love hanging out with him. So yeah, he's a great guy. Coming up, r- r- wrenching for, like right there where you're actually building motors, where we were talking about before, to working for Dean. Like, how is it there? Because I know a lot of the top riders like that, you're not doing every nut and bolt. You're not tearing the bikes down. Grips and graphics. It's, yeah, I, I know it's more than grips and graphics, but but how is that, like, how does it differ to you? It's been a big switch going from the Miller program who I was with before to rockstar Husky where with, with the Millers, I was doing basically everything motorcycle related minus the suspension. So 
doing all the chassis stuff. I'd show up to Twisted Development. I'd build our practice engines, build our race engines. I would go into the dyno room with Jamie while he was messing with stuff, and I'd swap parts, try to trying to find power and all that. And then now with Rockstar, I we have a suspension guy. He walks in and hands me a set of suspension. Our engine guys wheel over engines and set them on my bench. So now my sole focus is the chassis, which is it's nice. Parts of it are less stressful, but now it's trying to develop the chassis better to where, as before, I didn't have as much time. So now it's just solely just figure out this chassis, try to make changes, see what's going on, listen to what your writer's comments are, make notes of it. And then being factory, I have to relay this information to my managers and they have to relay it to their managers. So (laughs) it's been a big change. Very corporate. Definitely very corporate. Yeah. And we talked to Dino not too long ago about that, yeah. about, about coming back and how different the bike was. And he was like basically telling us, I, he has no time on it. He's just kind of riding what he, you know what I mean? That was Malcolm, I think you're thinking of. Was it Malcolm? Yeah, Malcolm oh, it was Malcolm. That, yeah, yeah, Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm was Malcolm Yeah, that. he's like, I don't, I'm not even going fast enough to know. No, it was yeah. Malcolm. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I'm but sorry. Yeah, Malcolm came back the same weekend, right? But yes, it was yeah. Malcolm. But still, same same concept. Uh Hey, I saw that you worked with Thad this last weekend too, right? In the GNCC, how'd that go? And like, are you just, are that what you're going to do is you're going to float from where, just wherever they tell you to go? Well, so when I signed on with Rockstar, I was hired on to be an off-road mechanic. Okay. But um, the Moto Supercross team needed a guy just for the outdoor season. So luckily my manager, Anthony from off-road was kind enough to lend me to the Moto side for six months or three months. I'm sorry. Um, so I was able to work with Dean, but now that the outdoor season is over, I'm going to be full time on the off-road side. And so this weekend was my first GNCC with Thad Duvall. And sure enough, I luckily, I, I walked into a podium finish this weekend. So it was pretty, pretty cool. That bonus is coming soon, TJ. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> how, how is that? Like, what, how does it differ? Cause you're, you're on a top level team with Dean Wilson, one of the stars of the sport going to a top level team, one of the stars of the sport of, of off road. How does your, like, is it, yeah, it's pretty much that you do the same stuff or you, do you have more responsibilities, less how, and how is that? So we do basically the same stuff. What's been different with, with what I've been going with is with the moto side, we've been on the, the new chassis is what we're calling it. The 2023, 22 and a half, 23. Yeah. And then with off road, they don't have, all like our biggest issue is we don't have the oversized tanks yet for the 23 models. So we're still having to use the 2022 models. So that part's been a little different as I'm bouncing back and forth between two completely different chassis. Right. So, and everything from setting changes to how you route your wiring harness to parts, everything is 100% different. The Mm, new bike was built from the ground up with basically nothing fitting from the old bike. Right. So I'm having to memorize two completely different bikes and be able to do everything on them. And then it's really tough with the off-road is setup is completely different. We have solid rotors from drilled and slotted. We have the big oversized fuel tank. So just the the whole setup on the off-road bikes is completely different from suspension to oversized fuel tanks to solid rotors we're running different brake pads so they last longer. And then uh, just 
skid plates that cover the linkage and just a bunch of stuff that's yeah. really foreign to me because I come <laughs> from a motocross and supercross background. So it's been a, another really steep learning curve this past two weeks getting onto the off-road scene of things. But so far this last weekend, I've really enjoyed it. It's a completely different scene from the moto side, but yeah. it's really fun. That's what I was going to ask. How is that? Like when like you're the day of the event, the stuff, day of the yeah. event stuff, is there is because like the pits are just open to everybody. Yeah. Right? Are there fans coming up like, Hey, can I get his plastic? <laughs> that, well, that's, so that's, what's weird too, is I was expecting that. Yeah. But, and I don't think I had a single person ask me for anything. All they wanted to do was say hi, shake my hand, ask a couple questions about that or the bike or different things, but it's completely open pits. You've got motorcycle riders, you've got quad riders. They have an e-mountain bike series that races that whole thing. So you have three different groups of people coming together that are all just focused on an out or a, an off-road event. So everybody's like-minded, but yeah. we all have a little bit different goals in there. Okay. But it's, it's crazy. And then the biggest thing for me is we race on Sundays now. So that, that threw a whole nother curve for <laughs> right, me. Right. <laughs> Multiple years of Saturday yeah. racing. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm going to be that guy since the fan, the fans out there aren't, but uh, if you got any parts that you you know, we're about to get rid of that. If it a uh, Husky 350, just let me know. Yeah. I might. I don't know if you want any of the parts off the off-road bikes. Those things <laughs> come back pretty hammered. <laughs> That's probably not. Like, the, yeah, the, the 350 I'm riding right now probably has like two and a half hours on it, and it's in pretty good shape. So, exactly. yeah. Exactly. I don't need anything more trash. I just want some – maybe if you had any Dino's parts that would fit, you know, or whatever, but Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, man. I was saying at the beginning of the show, that's the most fun bike I've ever rode. The 23 Husky 350 is by far the most fun bike I've ever been on. The 350 is has got to be one of my favorite bikes also. And then just behind that is the 501s. Those things are awesome for on-road and off-road. You can go literally anywhere on them. You remember a couple years back when KTM had the 525s? They were like a motocross uh, bike? Uh-huh. Oh, can you imagine putting a 501 no. motor in a moto bike? Oh, sign me up twice for that. I want to ride that. Uh, yeah, well, I actually, I just ordered a 23 501, and I'm planning on, I, I figured it out. I got a couple cylinder heads and pistons options that I can put in it, and the thing should be a ripper. So if you come out to California when I got it done, I'll let you take it for a spin. It's going to be set up for moto? Yeah, it'll oh. be a it'll be a dual sport, but I'm setting it up for moto. Oh, that you you ride it That's to cool. the track, yeah. and then go. <laughs> I'll be out exactly. There. Well, I'll be out there for vet. Na- hey, you want to come out and be my rinse for vet nationals? If I'm free, yeah, let's do it. Because yeah, he's 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 challenged Steve Mathis, yeah, yeah. to see who wins out of uh, out of their signed up in the yep. same class. So. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely doing it just for bragging rights over Steve. Okay. Oh, yeah. we'll just rub it in his face a little bit. Well, here's the thing. This puts, <laughs> if I win. This puts more pressure on Jamie to have yeah. to actually beat him. I don't really feel any pressure on it, to be honest. I, it's, I don't. I'm just like, it's going to be fun. It is, yeah, I, I yeah, think you better, I, Look, you're about to have a factory. You had Dean so, Wilson's factory mechanic yeah, yeah. working for you. Oh, yeah. So I uh, I have been like working out for the last month. So I'm actually been training. I've been on riding bicycles. I'm doing like 22 miles a day, 20 to 22 miles a day. Um, I'm quote unquote hitting the gym in my house. I'm hitting weights, crunches, eating better. I'm riding at least once a week, oh sometimes twice God. a week. So I am trying to be better. But like all honesty, Kate, if I go out and I get beat by Steve, I'm not going to be like, I don't think I'll be mad. You should be. But I want to beat him for sure. 
Well, from what it sounds like listening to his show is he still hasn't even ridden up until this weekend up in Idaho. Yeah, that's that's well he rode Glen Helen with Kiefer last Thursday and then okay. he rode up in Idaho the last couple of days and I did see the post today where he said TJ hasn't listened to the show yet. They were going to ride Enduro Cross, him, RV and Weimer oh up at this God. place. They have a, a arena or a Enduro Cross course. Yeah. And Weimer's reaction was like what we're riding that the thing we saw when we came in what no, what and it seems like yeah but what if what if i'm better than you guys we don't know <laughs> we don't know it RV's like uh you have a better chance of going and winning blackjack big or whatever but like his idea was like what if i'm better and today he posted uh update i'm not better <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah the goal is to go beat him so if you're free dude and you want to come out to to vets that'd be a blast to hang out with you and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes because I, I, I think I've got something for him. Physically, cardio-wise, I feel like I'll be better for longer. That's gonna I be- think, Yeah, I think so. I think he got him on that. I don't, I've never seen Steve ride, yeah. so I don't know about his bike skills. I'm assuming they're still pretty good from him being a pro before. Sure. But, I, I mean, I have no idea. I'm I mean, going into pro- it blind. So He was we'll a just- pro in Canada, though. I mean, come on. God, you just <laughs> insulted a whole country. Just making fun Shit. of Steve. But listen, so Kiefer told, after they rode last weekend at Glen Helen, Kiefer told Michael Lindsay, I think Steve might be a little bit better, but barely. But then I also rode like trash at Which Glen Helen. Which you do most of the time. When and that was the first time that I had rode. When Kiefer saw me ride, that was the first time I'd rode in six months. Oh, he didn't. Yeah, see that you. was when I went and got the two stroke. Oh, he didn't see you this last time. No, oh, yeah. Oh. So I'm. But then last Thursday when I was out there, the week before Steve, I didn't ride very great either. Which actually, your guy, K Dean, I almost cleaned him out before Paula. He didn't know it, but it was really, really close. <laughs> I, um, I think I saw your picture. Yeah, I asked him about that. Did you? You didn't see? Okay, so I posted on my Instagram, TJ, of him, of Dino passing me at Glen Helen, like. Off my GoPro, I look over and his helmet's so big it doesn't fit in the widescreen of of the, the GoPro. That's how close he was. And I it looks like him, it was close. Yeah, I asked him like we bumped. Yeah, I asked him at Paul. I said, "Hey, dude, I'm sorry if I got in your way." He's like, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Glenn Helen, you passed me in that corner." He's like, "I don't, I, I didn't even know." And then I sent him the picture. I was like, "How do you not know this?" Thursday at Glenn Helen for a yeah, pro. He's like, he just laughed. Like we we were. Six inches. Our helmets were six inches apart. That's awesome. That's how close it was, and he didn't even know. But well, I, think, I, I do think I, I feel have like Keith. that happens a lot out there. Yeah, yeah. those That's what guys I'm are just trying to pass everybody as fast as they can. Right. I think they bump into people more often than they think. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> well, I think I feel like I can. I'll have Keith, uh, Steve covered. I per, I really do. Not like not shit talking. I just I think I'm riding pretty decent right now, and by yeah. then that's another month and a half. I should be fine. So well, and remember, as long as you can get a start, because remember exactly. last time the starts were not great. Nope. So that video you might can resurface. Pull a start on him, I think you can hold him off. Yeah, that video might resurface right before vets. Just, just to mess with it. Yeah. I think you have to. Of course. Yeah, you I can't have to. you can't not let that go out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, if yeah, again, if you're free, dude, and you want to come out, it'd be cool to have you out there. But I I know you're busy. So um but yeah, I'm really proud of you, man. It's really cool to see the progression, you know, I mean, it really hasn't been that long. What four? Let's see, that's what four years. Four, yeah, yeah, four, yeah years? four years. Yeah, good for you, man. Yeah, thank you. Especially going from Rockstar Husky from, I mean, the rides uh, of Rockstar Husky. Yeah, Rockstar Husky. 
from like Rods Unlimited. That was a loose program over there. <laughs> it was it was a good program. They definitely they're making they're taking strides to get better. Yes, but I, it's it's just with anything. They're they've been this is I think their second year pro, mm-hmm. so they're learning every time they show up to a race. They let us. I know hang they out, had a so couple they, bit, a couple of staffing issues, and so they'd get comfortable with the guy and somebody would leave. So every weekend it got better. So I give them credit. They're trying. They, they couldn't be making that good of decisions if they let us hang out with them. So, I mean, that's, yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Okay. It's been great checking in with you, man. Um, really glad we finally got a chance to keep, uh, catch up. And do you think there's any chance you'll be back on the moto side in 23 or are you definitely off road for the full year? I'm definitely off road for the full year. Um, I'm not sure I have to, it's kind of, I just have to apply for it basically if I want to. Yeah. Um, I'm going to run this next year and just see how it goes. Okay. So far I'm really enjoying it. So I could just stick with it. I'm not sure yet. I'm going to get, get a year under my belt and learn a lot and see how I like it. And then make a decision from there. As of now, I'm sticking with the off road, but in the future we'll see what happens. Well, good for you, man. Again, I'm proud of you and it really is. I love seeing you, uh, be successful. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was it's pretty cool thinking back on when I when I talked to you the first time yeah. four four years ago, whatever it was. And episode I 70. listened to the show back and I was like, holy cow, I sounded like a twelve year old. Well, we sounded pretty crappy back then too. Hopefully we sound better now. So yeah, we've all yeah. grown we've all grown a little bit. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, great talking to you, man. Um I hope to see you around, even if you just happen to make a couple you know, the super crosses, or maybe I'll see you at Glen Helen. I'll, I'll get it with you leading up to that and see if you're free. Yeah, please do. If I have, have some time off, I'd love to do it. That'd be fun. All right, Kate. Thanks, man. Good talking to you. Good talking to you too. Thank you. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. Kate O'Grady. That's really a cool success. Again, it's one of those stories where we see it all the time. If you go, you got to work hard. You got to almost work for free. And you got to grind. Like, I get asked a lot, how'd you get the job at Vital? How do I do something like that? Well, we've been doing this podcast for like six years and we haven't got paid a dime. And I probably put in 10 to 15 hours a week. How many times do you want to quit the show? A number. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the number, but it's, it's been a number. It was a number. It was too hot to count. Yeah, it so. was a number. So, yeah, you, you, he, Kate did that, right? He went to the school and, like he said, he was out there. He went to St. Louis and, Put handing resumes, resumes handing out. resumes out. Yeah. Not going, hey, just hire me. I've seen that. Like I saw a guy at Millville that was like, hey man, can I work for you guys? What do I got to do? I, I want to work. You know, Caden went it and he did the gig and he worked for privateers and yeah. probably made very little money. And four years later, he's with Rockstar Husky. I think that I think it's cool, and I also think that being on the off road side is also a very positive thing. Yeah, because that that's definitely seems to be a very growing part of our sport. So, absolutely. Uh, Let's take our next commercial break and we'll be back with Paul Parabinos. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Only an idiot would not rush down to their local WPS dealer to check out the complete line of 2022 Fly Racing products. So if you don't want to be an idiot... Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Then rush down right now. Of course, obey the speed limits. The need to get your hands on a Formula helmet will not get you out of a ticket. Once you get there, ask to see everything Fly Racing offers, from the Evolution DST to the light race wear to the kinetic lines. They have a gear line to fit your needs. Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. 
Just ask current riders Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Carson Mumford, and the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. Don't forget about their women's and youth lines and the all-new Zone Pro goggle worn by Justin Brayton, Shane McElrath, Max Anstey, and Joey Sabachi. Again, visit your local shop and support your WPS rep today. Check out flyracing.com for all they offer. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait, what what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurnMotorsports.com webpage also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today. All right, guys, we're back from the last commercial break of the night. Our next guest, he's going to be brought to you tonight by Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing is uh, based out of Texas. And Are you laughing, Paul? I'm not. Oh, I thought I heard you laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Torque One Racing is a Texas-based company that's providing high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com. To see their complete line of products, including the Attack Handlebar and Defy Lock-On Grips, Torque One Racing is, they're, they're not bad, TJ. Uh, pretty, you, they, you, like their, you like their grips that you, uh, their bicycle grips. Their bicycle grips are the best bicycle yeah. grips ever I've rode with in my okay. life. Well, our next guest, who's brought to you by Torque One Racing, may disagree with that. But they don't make bicycle grips. Well, yeah, we do. For BMX? <laughs> yes, we do. Lock-On? Yes, we do. I did not know that. Well, Paul Parabinos <laughs> from Renthal. What's up, dude? Hey, boys. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just at my son's uh, football practice, throwing yeah. the ball for the dog, and uh, there you go. Yeah, talking to you guys. Heck yeah. Well, I just wanted to get you on, talk about a couple different things. Um, let's start with a couple weeks ago, after Paula, the Raise It for USA.com golf tournament and then the fundraiser stuff you were doing. How how did that turn out in the end? Was that successful? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I had a lot of people tell me it was successful, so I appreciate them saying that. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, I don't have a final total yet. Okay. But we're getting, we're getting closer. But I want to say we um, are going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 to 40 grand that we raised. Um, so I'm quite proud of that. I had a kind of like a goal in my head of 30 grand. Okay. Um, and yeah, we had some hiccups on the way. It was obviously the first time ever I've ever done anything like that before, but, um, but yeah, I think it went well. I was, I was really trying to run an organized event. That was my biggest goal because obviously it was really hot. You were there, Jamie, and um, it was super hot. So I didn't want it to drag on and 
I think we did that. So I was proud of that as well. And um, yeah, everyone said they had a really good time. Um, hopefully it was presented well and it looked professional. That was my goal. And yep. um, yeah, for the first year, I think it went pretty good. So yeah, I think it's going to be back for sure. Um, for sure. Next, for sure. Next year. Well, it was my first ever golf tournament, so I don't have anything to compare it to, but I thought it was very professionally ran. The course was beautiful. Like I have so many of my buddies that play golf that were like, I played my whole life and I've never played on a place that nice. Like, that's not fair that you got to play at a place like that your first time. And uh, you said you didn't want to drag on and TJ, it didn't drag on for most of the players, but we got to the award ceremony that was almost over. And we were we had just barely gotten done because that's yeah. how bad we were that it yeah. took probably an extra forty five minutes for us to finish. But the event, Paul, was for me it was a blast. I really had a lot of fun. Um, I've been hitting golf balls today, actually trying to get better. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm glad you had a good time. Um, you know, really the the uh, the premise of the of the event and the idea is just to raise money for these teams to help them to afford to go to motocross of nations. And I know a lot of some people disagree with that, but you know, I've been on a race team before that have sent people to motocross of nations. I've obviously participated as a mechanic in the past and um, it's a lot of work, man. And it's after the end of the season, right? When everyone's been traveling all year long and all these teams have been paying more money for <laughs> diesel, I think than they ever planned on this year, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really think this is the, this is the idea that will navigate um, everything it needs to navigate for this type of event to kind of switch the feeling in the pits a little bit about this race and turn it more into a priority than a, a, you know, and an opportunity than a burden, because that's really kind of what it's become, unfortunately. And I hate, I hate that it's become that. Um, so I think, you know, change happens slowly. I've kind of learned that, but I think this is the start of, of really good change. And, um, you know, just being a part of team USA over the last couple months, um, you know, I'm just really kind of proud of what, what, everything that's going on. I mean, I think, um, you know, there's been a lot of skeptical ideas or, or thoughts around the team and around motocross nations, but I can tell you one thing, man, we're preparing as best we can prepare. There's a lot of money being injected in this thing. And not, not just from me, from race teams, from the AMA, the AMA is spending more money on this race than anyone realizes. I promise you that. And, um, and, you know, I can't speak for everybody at the AMA, but as far as Mike Pelletier is concerned, I'll, I'll go to bat for that guy against anybody that wants to, um, that has anything to say about him because he's been an awesome dude through all of this. I think he shares, we share, we share the same vision for this event and that we we're prideful of team USA and, and, and our riders here. And then we want to make sure that we go to this race this year and in years to come in a professional capacity in a prepared way. And, um, I think this is, yeah, this is kind of a, a necessary thing that we have to do to, 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 to do that. So, um, yeah, I'm really getting excited for red bud. Uh, I think, you know, we've injected a little bit of energy into this thing. And that was kind of one of my goals too, is right. Just to re-energize team USA. And, uh, I think we've done that and I'm really excited for Redbud. Yeah. Speaking of that, of golf tournament and re-energizing people, I'd say the thing that came across to me, not being there, but seeing people's posts on Instagram, you made it look like it was just a lot of fun. And for somebody who doesn't really play golf hardly ever like me, I still was like, man, I would love to be able to go do that to either help raise money and then have a blast. Cause it looked like everybody there was having a lot of fun. Yeah. And obviously that's the goal, right? Like I'm a, I'm a decent golfer, but I'm not good <laughs> at by any means. I, I probably play five, six times a year tops. Yeah. So, um, I'm not a big golfer either, but golf is fun and it's fun for everybody. And, uh, we tried to create an event that was kind of exclusive, you know, like, a you know, it was 200 bucks to enter. So it's not cheap, 
And that might even go up in the future because I want it to remain exclusive. Um, I don't want it to be a, just kind of like a, a big mess. Um, but we had a lot of really cool prizes. I mean, we gave away a, uh, I don't know, $9,000 mountain bike. I think it's, it's right. around what it is. It was a specialized turbo Levo SL. Um, we gave away a set of Falcon tires, a FMF full exhaust with some apparel, a set of custom wheels from W. Um, there was a lot of prizes for people to earn just by, you know, trying to knock it closest to the pin or, or longest drive. Um, and then obviously our top three finishing teams all got prizes and awards and stuff. And I think everyone had a really good time. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the beers were flowing a little bit and <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of banter and shit talk and, yeah. um, live on spot TV, which was cool. That didn't exactly pan out because reception at the course was really rough. Um, they even had Elon Musk's Starlink out there trying to get it to work. But, um, but yeah, it was a struggle. There was just no service, um, at the, at the course. So, yeah, uh, I, I believe, yeah, uh, you can watch the replay on their network, but, um, man, I think for year one, I'm pretty pumped how it turned out and, uh, we'll see what the schedule turns out to look like. Um, when it's released, I know it's pretty darn close. I've already kind of seen the first version of it. And I think, um, yeah, I, I I'm positive that, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, we're going to be racing later and we're not going to be able to attend, attend motocross of nations, but you know, that was all kind of, uh, I did all that vetting out before I even started to do all this work and, and, right. and I, I've been assured that there will always be uh, motocross of nations placed on a date to where team USA and, and everyone in the world can attend. So yeah. it's going to be a little bit later next year. It'll be in Erne and it's going to be in, you know, mid to late October, it's going to be cold, but, um, but motocross of nations is here to stay. It's not going away. And, uh, it's always going to be on a good date that we can attend. So, I think it's time to get ourselves organized and start um, start prioritizing this event and get back to our winning ways. I mean, we got a really strong history at this event, and um, I, I just hate to I hate to see what has happened over the last ten years. Yeah, um, not yeah. not winning and not being as competitive. So I think we're going to get back to uh, get back to where we belong. Speaking of going back to the history, it kind of leads to what I was going to ask. You are being more and more involved with the Team USA and. Can you tell the listeners from being a moto fan for ever and then now seeing the complete different side of motocross the nations, like what are you seeing now that opens your eyes or, or, or it makes you look back and go, Oh, I was wrong about what I thought here or whatever. Um, definitely the, the work and financial support that AMA is giving has, has, has been a big surprise to me. Right. We all hear that, you know, they can't do much, but there's so many costs associated with this thing that people have no idea about. And, um, I mean, the AMA is injecting thousands and thousands of dollars into this thing. I mean, uh, you know, just to give a little tidbit, I just returned from kind of like a, a training camp that we did, um, with all our riders. So we were at an undisclosed location. Um, I'll say it was it was uh, within driving distance of Redbud, so we were kind of like on similar soil. We were we had really good weather. Actually, we had really rainy weather the first day on Monday, and then we had sun sun on the second day. I mean, we had grates out there. We had starting grates. I'm sorry, starting gates and grates. So we practiced a hell of a lot of starts in the wet, in the dry, with a scoop, without a scoop. Um, we had Thule there to test sound, so all these guys were testing all their bike for sound. We had guys mapping bikes to you know adjust for the fuel. We're doing everything we can. I mean, uh, awesome. all the guys were hanging out, you know, just kind of bullshitting. We had multiple dinners and lunches together. So um, we're doing everything we can to make sure that we're the best team we can be come uh, September 24, 25. Yeah, I heard the rumors that the, the boys got together to ride a little bit. And I think that's cool, too. Just the fact that they 
probably don't know each other that well and to build a little of that camaraderie that you even talked about when you were on Pulp recently, like, you know, having the, the guys together, that's something you're working towards for the MXDN race to have a place where all the guys can go kind of be together. But I think that's important that they spend a few days together ahead of time. Yeah, it really is. And and I mean, just so much came out of these two days that I didn't expect to come out of it. Right. I, I We all had a plan to do starts, do sound, do fuel, things like that. But just the hanging out and the broing down, um, man, like we've talked race strategy. We've talked gate pick. We've we have a plan like um, and everyone's on the same page. You know, I think the biggest the toughest thing with this race is to get everybody that's participating to check their egos a little bit and, <laughs> sure. and, and get on the same page. And and that's hard, right? When everyone is battling each other for all year long to then two weeks later, ask everybody to be a team. It's, it's not easy, right? Like everyone's wearing a red shirt or a blue shirt and, 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 you know, they're racing for teams and manufacturers that are competing, not just for wins, but for selling motorcycles too. So um, there's a lot involved, a lot of money involved, but man, I was, um, it was a great, two days that we spent together. It was just, you know, just the riders and team USA management. So it was really small, um, small gathering, small team, but, a uh, great two days. And I'm, I, because of it, I'm just even more excited for red, button. Oh, that's good. So as, as you grow with the getting more and more involved with team USA, I've heard buddies and people talk about like running, like it would, they, they would love to see like Puerto Rico be like, USA B team and maybe get rid of somebody who didn't make the team who was close, like, you know, like Christian Craig, Christian Craig or somebody to like be the top rider on that team. And if something happens to one of our riders, they could roll over or something like that. So they would be ready. Has that ever been discussed or anything like that? Not with regard to team, team Puerto Rico. I mean, I think that's just totally separate. I, I, I and, and that's adding a lot of complication to the deal, but I mean, just my role currently it's it's team usa development consultant right so i think um i think it's things like that like hey why don't we why don't we pick select four guys so we have a reserve guy ready similar to what italy did this year or uh let's make more of a spectacle of of announcing our team and let's have this golf tournament to get fans and and industry involved to all pitch in a little bit to help the team so it's really about again energizing the team and kind of organizing some things and and thinking differently and thinking with the times right like uh i mean the last time we won this race was 2011 i think social media was barely around back then. yeah right and and there's not many riders on, on the starting gate you know dungy race this year he knows what it's like to win that race but eli's never won this race chase never been there justin's gone once and and it went badly so um there's so many riders at the pro level now that are racing every weekend that don't know the feeling of winning the race. Um, you know, I've kind of forgot the history of, of how good Team USA has been at this race. Um, and our fans, too, our American, our American industry and all our fans, even kids at Loretta Lens, you know, they probably think that the Europeans are just better than us. And, and yeah, they have raised their level in the last 10 years. Watch I your not mouth, deny sir. That. Go ahead. <laughs> I said, watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they are... They're good over there, right? And I mean, I, I, I sponsor a lot of those guys over to, over there too. I go to GPs every single year. Um, they they deserve a ton of respect, but at the same time, our athletes here in the U.S. are badass too. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, we can compete one hundred percent. So I hope I hope that we're going to show that. Has your percentage of your, that you talked about on Pulp of whether we can win or not has it gone up in the last couple of weeks? Or are you still where you were? I think it was like fifty percent. Oh, is that what I said? Um, I don't remember. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, I hate, you, to put, I hate to put a percentage and predict that type of stuff. Like, 
I mean, the goal is to win, right? That's everyone's goal. Yeah. And we have a plan. We're organized. All we can do is prepare the best we can, try to execute to the plan that we have. And, you know, but man, this is a tough race. A lot of weird things have always happened. And um, and it could happen to anybody. So all we can try to do is prepare and uh, be aware and be reactive to anything that happens. And I think we're going to communicate well. Um, and I think that'll make a big difference come come race day. So um, I'm uh, I'm optimistic that we can do it. But uh, man, race. That's why we go racing. You just yeah, never know. That's so true. We'll, we'll see. OK, I've got a, a couple. I want to get to Renthal, a couple questions about Renthal. But before I do that, two more about the golf tournament. One, Michael Lindsay asked you when we were leaving the facility, if you you know maybe do it on one on the East Coast, do a one somewhere else. And I had a couple people actually reach out to me on social and go, man, I wish they would do that out here. And you talk. You said, "Hey, I, I want to build this thing slow. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves." But what are your thoughts on trying to do different locations to get more people involved? I think. Um, well, right now, it's still. I'm still going to consider it as one tournament. Like okay. I, I've had even people reach out to me on Twitter, say, "Hey, why don't you do an East Coast version, a yeah. West Coast version?" That would add a lot of cost to it. Sure. Uh, just for me personally, like being in Southern California, being close to the vendors that helped us activate this whole thing. That caught a lot. That cut a lot of the cost out of it, and and so much of the industry is located in California, right? So I want to put it at a time that's convenient for everybody, and and may you know, I, I want to put it at a time that it's a uh, better weather than what we had this time. So I mean, we learned a lot from the first one. Um, really, it's gonna it's gonna take waiting for the schedule to come out to see you know what dates everything's at, where the where the nationals nationals are, what dates they're on, and then our super motocross events and see where those are at. Um, and then we'll just pick a, try to pick the most convenient date that we can to allow as many people, um, to attend as possible. Okay. And, um, yeah, I mean, we had so many ideas of, you know, Hey, let's do an auction. Let's do all these different things. Let's do a ball drop. I mean, there is tons of ideas. I mean, if you just go look at Ryan Sheckler's, uh, foundation, his golf tournament, that's a great example of kind of like what I want to shoot to grow that to. And, and he raises so much money. So, um, I mean, I think it's a slow burn, you know, just through, through my experience and kind of running and managing brands, uh, change can't happen as fast as you want it to, because, um, yeah, sometimes you just bite off too much, too too much, too much that you can chew and, uh, and it doesn't pan out right. So really I just want to make slow gains every single year, try to set a a higher monetary goal every single year. And, but most of all provide a fun event for everyone just to kick their shoes off and have a good time and, and, and a good value for the players that are showing up. Right. Like, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, they paid 200 bucks to play, but you get the opportunity to win a lot of cool prizes. I think for that, we weren't really too aggressive as far as selling things at the course on the day of, I wanted people to, to say, Hey man, I got, a, I got a lot of fun and a, and a lot of opportunity for my 200 bucks. So that fee may grow in the future and, and really depends on the course. You know, courses are expensive to rent. That was a huge expense for us. But, um, but man, we learned a little bit and we'll try to learn more and we'll try to just continue to make it better. And I, I can't say or know where it's going to be at yet, but, um, we'll do our best to make it as big and big as we can and accessible for everybody as we can. TJ, I want to say there was a lot of different, like he talked about closest to the pin, longest drive, and they gave all these, all these prizes away. Well, when you suck as bad as I do, didn't even get close to any of these prizes. <laughs> and Paul knew that I wanted a set of these purple bars, and he had a couple in his van. So I feel like I got worse golfer. Yeah. He gave me two pairs. He gave me a twin twin wall and a fat bar. And, and so for worse, worse golfer. farthest from the pin. That's what I feel like. Farthest yes. from the pin. I got you. Like my, my farthest or closest to the pin last drive, 
I, I think it went like 10 yards probably. And, and, <laughs> and the guy that was like hosting that hole, his wife, I guess, was there. And she literally was laughing at me. <laughs> I was like, are you laughing at me? She said, yeah, it's pretty funny. So, yeah. And I, I, I mean, we have some more like, and again, that's the thing, what you mentioned there is like, I want to make sure it's cool for everybody. Not, not just good golfers, right. right. Bad golfers too. So we did have some random prizes that we gave away, That's awesome. you know, that had nothing to do with golfing. We just pulled a, I think we had four different prizes that we just pulled names out of a hat basically and yep. gave them away. So we'll do more of that. But I mean, there's, there's so many ideas and so many cool things to do, but um, man, I need help, right? I need volunteers. I need, um, extra staff. It was really just me, my wife. Um, I had Aiden Zing and Vincent way helping out my son helping out. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. had ki- kids at the holes trying to help, you know, help. So it was really hard to get volunteers to come out in 105 degree heat. Sure. So, um, so yeah, if I can get more help, we can do more things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, first and foremost, it's a fundraiser. So, um, but at the same time, I think everybody should make some money. So, you know, I got a lot of ideas. We'll try to make it better. And, um, yeah, that's all I can try to do is, I guess, make it better, you know? That's probably what Moto X-Pod should do next year since we're terrible golfers. Just go, like, donate our time yeah. to help it out. Yeah. Well, by <laughs> next much year, better I'm going to be a lot better by next year. I mean, I, I hit some drives a day that Tiger Woods would have been jealous of. The, the funny thing is, Paul, you don't know this, but, like, He's t- he was terrible and had never played before, he and that. he would make these jokes about how dumb golf is, and, and golf is stupid, and I can't believe people, and now he's like, I'm going to get better, and he got that bug, <laughs> like you started like something, like added yeah. something to his life there. Yep. Well, he's a he's a dirt biker through and through, right? Like yeah. Jamie's a motorcycle enthusiast, and that's why I think so many motorcycle guys are fans of golf, is because we love to challenge ourselves, and it's such a... You look at it and you're like, oh, it's such a simple game. I could do that. Yeah. But, dude, it's it's so goddamn hard. Oh, yeah. And there's so so many – you can learn so much and improve so much. And, uh, like, it's a challenging game. And that's why I think so many of our riders and industry like to play golf is because it's a it's a kind of like a lower – low activity, right? But you're still outside doing something and you're challenging yourself. You're competing. You can go with your friends, your buddies. I mean – there's so many cool games you can play with your buddies just on the golf course to, to make it fun and exciting. So I think that's why so much of us like golf is because we're just all competitive and we want to yep, beat each other. Exactly. That's right. So we're getting into like some questions about Renthal and stuff like that. And I had a question why y'all don't promote the tapered grips that much. That may be one of the most innovative get rid of arm pump products and <laughs> most comfortable grips I've ever ridden with on a dirt bike is those tapered grips. And I was just always curious why they weren't promoted and pushed more. I don't have a good answer for you, really. Um, uh, That's on me, I guess. I need to, you know, sometimes, you know, when we look at things to market and what to promote, uh, it's dictated by sales results, right? So we'll review our, 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 I, I do like, monthly reviews every 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 year every month um i have kind of reports to do and kind of financial reporting on how the business is doing and especially with you know just with off-road that's kind of like the segment that i manage so um and we will get down to looking at product families and all the way down to product SKUs, and that kind of dictates a lot of the times what we advertise and what we market um i don't have a good answer for you why we don't uh (laughs) the only thing i could say why we don't is because it sells so good already um, it's one of our most popular grips, like the Kevlar and the ultra tacky tapered grips. Um, people do love them, you know, they're long lasting, they're easy to put on. You d- can't really damage them by putting on, putting them on. They're pretty tough yet. They're still pretty soft in your hands and they wear well. So yeah, they're a popular grip for us. For I sure. talk to people all the time and they're like, 
they're like, what do you mean tapered grips? And I tried to explain to them, like, if you make a fist, your hand is naturally this taper. And blah, I tried to, because I worked in a parts Yeah, you've talked for, about that on this show multiple times. I absolutely love those grips, and nobody I ever talked to knows yeah. about them. Yeah, I think um, now that you bring it up, I believe Jet switched to that grip um, maybe around high point, actually. He was running a, like a just a soft single-layer grip, and he switched to our kevlar tapered i think or maybe it's the ultra tacky tapered i gotta check my notes but well but yeah um if they ever decide to get rid of those you let me know because i'm going to order a crate of them <laughs> <laughs> oh no we, we ain't getting rid of them uh what else is going on with rental i know the cloth bar pads are are they available yet or is that still you're not quite yet you know i gotta check uh full full transparency i've been on vacation since um since the golf tournament I okay took all of last week off and then Obviously, to go to this Team USA training camp, I took another um, Monday and Tuesday off, like personal vacation days, right? Because it wasn't a rental event, and it was a Team USA event. So I took vacation days off to go to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I think the last I checked, the cloth bar pads were on the water on the way to the U.S., on the way to all distributors. So you never know how long that's going to take, especially today. You know, there's always sure. backups at ports, and, and you know, it takes a while to get to the distributors, and then they have to go through break bulk and disperse it all out to their warehouses, and then then finally it goes to the dealers after that. So it's a long process, and it's and it's been more complicated than I've ever dealt with in my entire professional career. And that's just because, and that's the state of the environment and the economy and everything, right? Like uh, everything's kind of backed up and it takes longer than it used to. So, um, but yeah, they should be at dealers very very shortly. I would say within a couple of weeks. Um, we obviously did the purple handlebars back in Atlanta, and that was really a an exercise because uh, one of my big things, you know, that I kind of have brought to rent all that, that I, I'm a, I guess a stickler about is, is I'm really adamant about having something new to talk about at least mm-hmm. every 12 months. Um, you know, the apparel companies, right. They have different fall seasons and, and, uh, it's different with a hard parts brand and with a brand like Rental. like it takes a, us a lot of time to develop a product. We're not just building a different graphic or a different color on the same block of pant or the same, uh, same block of Jersey. Right. So, um, yeah, the purple idea was really because a lot of our product development stuff has been so delayed due to ripple effects of COVID, right? Like material shortages and staff right. issues and, um, you know, just, uh, having so much production work to do, right. Everybody in the industry was experiencing such a boom for a while through COVID, um, that we had so much work to do that it's kind of hard to like stop a machine that's just running 24 hours producing product to fill dealer orders to kind of, you know, work on some prototypes, right? We had so much work to do. So because of that, a lot of our product development plans got delayed. And the idea behind purple was like, man, we got to have something new to talk about. So let's just take something that we have and, and make it a different color. Um, that at least is something that doesn't require product development. Right. And that's another yeah. thing with the vintage bar pads. Um, it's probably also from, from Steve and him, barking at me and and kind of getting all of social media barking at me about hey we want these things so uh that was another thing that we were able to produce so but um but we have a lot of cool products in the in the hopper that we've been working on for a long time uh i think you'll start to see some of them next year and i'm, I'm vague about that because it's it's different at rental it's different than what it's than any other place i've worked before obviously you have a timeline many times and a marketing plan and a strategy and a rollout plan um, really at Renthal, the way we do it is all of that stuff comes second to the product. Um, if the product needs more work to get to perfect, then we're going to move the timeline. Like we don't care about the timeline. Mm, it's about the product yeah. first. So, um, so yeah, I don't have any concrete details as to when things will be, um, 
things things will coming be coming out. But next year we do have some new products that will be coming out for sure, and uh, you'll you'll hear about them when they're ready. Okay, we've got two more questions for you. I've got a question here from a listener, and I don't know anything about what they're asking, and hopefully you will. But they said to ask Paul about his thoughts on Kenny's recent Renthal chain and sprocket post. Uh, yeah. Um, I just, uh, yeah, sometimes things fail, right? I think that was just a freak part failure. Oh, so and, I, didn't know about that. I feel and, bad now. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he probably shouldn't have posted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it came down pretty quick, but yeah, with social media the way it is, a lot of people got it screenshotted and yeah. Well, since, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Since, yep. since we're talking about something that's not pleasant, I just want to thank you for being a part of what ruins racing for me and the fantasy oh, stuff. Fantasy. <laughs> Like, I'll tell you how bad it is. About two, maybe three rounds ago, I, I work nights, so a lot of times I can't watch the races. And so I'm mm-hmm. watching the races back, uh, not live, and I'm, like, enjoying it. And then I just happened to look at what my score was for the weekend, and it was, like, 310. And I'm like, screw it. I just turned the race off. I didn't care anymore. Like, Yeah, we've, we've all been there. I've been the same way. I've learned to not let it affect me. Yeah, same. Um, you, all you can do is pick the best guys you can, but you can't affect what they're going to do on the track. Uh, and yeah, but that's the, that's the frustration and the joy of fantasy. It's, yep. it's so much fun to play. Like I, we're in the middle of fantasy football right now and I'm all about it. I love it. Um, but yeah, as far as, you know, we have that live scoring feature on our website, the pulp, uh, pulp Mech yep. fantasy website, which is the coolest tool ever. Right. Like, I mean, even we just using it during the day to help crunch, um, just normal overall right. for his announcing, because we have this, our dashboard shows so much cool information. Exactly. Mark has done an amazing job with it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like the live scoring is a blessing and a curse. Uh, I try, honestly, I try not to look at live scoring during the day and just try to watch the race so I could, yeah, see what guys are doing and, and, yeah, who's fading? What's just what's happening? Because if you if you are glued to live scoring, you miss a lot of the racing. So yeah, um, but yeah, man, that's an exercise in self discipline to do that. <laughs> well, I'm about ten years into playing fantasy because I've played with other sites and stuff before, and I, I'm contemplating a retirement from fantasy because mm. uh, it's killing me, man. Yeah, man, I I feel you. It's um, but at the same time, it's just too much fun to put down. Like I, I there's just so much banter between my me and my friends like i've tried to like not play in this industry it's in the past like i'm like god it's just so competitive and you know that's i want to win because there's so much money on the line and i get emotional over it but i've learned to put that aside and and you probably will as you get older maybe like i have but uh, he's old as shit but i just i i I just and honestly the the group texts that are born out of fantasy is worth worth it to me yeah you're (laughs) right you're right our group message has people who are devout christians dropping the f-bomb so i'm just saying <laughs> yeah that's great and you know what i just love it because it brings people together like i mean i uh, you know my example is fantasy football i still you know i'm born and raised in florida i moved out to california in 2008 to take a job at pro circuit but you know how i keep in contact with all my friends that i grew up with racing in florida is through fantasy football so um i think a lot of people are getting the same thing out of our pulp mx fantasy um game too so yeah it is frustrating at times but at the same time it's really cool i think as well yeah, and then what, one more thing from a listener. They said it, uh, Nesbeth, the Nesbeth said that, that they won a pair of the purple bars on Pulp, and they are awesome, and he really appreciates them. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I brought, uh, I think, maybe eight pairs up, up to Steve to kind of give away on his show. Yeah. I, I really love that we're a sponsor of his show now and proud to be, you know, affiliated with Steve. He does a really good job and he has such a, a cult following and, and he's funny, right? Like, that's the biggest thing. He has a great sense of humor and, and, and yeah, he does a great job. So I was, if you want to, I mean, it's almost become the place to go and promote things. Like, yeah, we can do all kinds of social media campaigns and, and comp- campaigns across all the websites, but man, going to Steve and having being a part of his program and supporting him. And then when he can support, you know, he really does a great job at, at providing a really good value to the sponsors that support him. And uh, yeah, I, I, he's great at, at helping spread the word about what we're trying to get people to know about. It's yeah. almost as Can't good argue. as the Moto X pod show. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I've heard. He said he's modeling his entire show after the, after the Moto X pod show I heard. There you go. Well, hey, hey, listen to this. Hey, real quick before I let you go. Always doing something cool with the guys at the Moto X pod show. I love the Moto X pod show. It's completely different. <laughs> yeah. and it's completely original. And it's completely cool. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I guess from the horse's mouth. <laughs> Paul, man, thanks for having some time for us. I think we probably kept you a little longer than we were supposed to, but I appreciate you doing it, and I'll see you next week. I can't wait. We'll be there. Let's uh, let's do this thing, boys. All right, we'll get it done. Thanks, Paul. See ya. See ya. That's Paul Parabinos from Renthal. God, he's going to be so busy next week because you have people who follow and listen to him on like the, the fantasy pod stuff. You have people who listen to him on Pulp then Renthal, then just knowing, you know, him, him being around the industry, then also the team and his new position there. Yeah. Next weekend, it's going to be just be a madhouse. For him, it's just going to be a complete madhouse. Yeah. Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, before we go, I, I did, I was talking about the bike intro. I was just basically saying it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But by the time, so Michael was there to, to be the main guy for yeah. Vital to ride the bike. So he right. rode the bike for like three hours. Changing different settings for the article and the the post he's going to do. And uh, about noon, lunch came, and they catered Chipotle. Mm -hmm. And I ate two full bowls. And that was about 12.20. And then Michael came up and said, hey, man, it's your turn. I was like, "Uh, yeah, I really just got done eating literally two big bowls of Chipotle. And then Aiden Kiefer, I had rode with Aiden Chris. He's like, hey, Dad wants to leave at like 2. I'm like, I got like 30 minutes, and I just ate. So my laps were terrible. So is it like swimming? You're not supposed to like like go ride know. after I you eat? I felt like doo-doo. <laughs> I didn't want to ride. I didn't care to ride. The track was destroyed. Paris uh, In the morning, it looked really good. They yeah, had done a lot right. of work, and those guys were saying that was probably the, the best, some of the best they'd ever seen it. Yeah. I didn't get to ride it like that. So that was really bad. And then I rode Glen Hill on Thursday, which I kind of already talked about, and that was really bad. That's something I noticed about the California tracks. When they go... When they go away, they go away. Yeah, yeah. It was like riding on concrete, and it was just choppy and breaking yeah. bumps, and it wasn't fun at all, square edges. So I didn't I didn't really have a great time riding out there. So I did look – like when I rode out there, though, I was like, God, why am I riding so much worse in California than I do at home? Obviously, the dirt's a little better, but I think part of it was just other circumstances that led to that. So anyway, Bet Nationals should be fine. Yes. I think I'll be fine, even though the track's going to be beat. This will be your third time at Glen Helen? Like, ever? No, I've ever. rode there twice in the last couple of months, and I raced Vet Nationals a few years ago, so it'd be my fourth time. Fourth time. Totally. Yeah, yeah. You, should get, you should have it dialed. I'm getting way more comfortable on the hill. Yeah. Like, I'm actually accelerating down the hill now, whereas the first time I was like, I'm on the brakes, and I keep gaining speed, and I'm scared to death. So, so I trust those ruts at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I went on the 350 
I haven't got to ride the 350 there yet, and I think I'll be way better on that bike. Heck yeah. Because the two-stroke, it's a little, a little more work. Yes, it is. Okay. A Cherries USA, Race Tech, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Torque One Racing, R-Jerky, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motor Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports, Grill Your Ass Off, all great sponsors of the Moto X Pod Show. I want to thank Matt Burkeen, Paul Parabinos, Kate O'Grady, TJ for coming in studio. Scott, you suck for not being here. Uh, anything else, TJ, before we go? Well, that's nah, nothing for me. I, we're we're going to make Scott edit this, so all the sure. the dead time and everything, we'll put that on him, right? I cannot guarantee there will be a show next week. I'm sorry, guys. I leave out Wednesday to head to MXDN. What time are you leaving Wednesday? Uh, Four or five o'clock to drive to Dallas, but i got to get the wrap-up show in at some point. That has to get done next week, so that might go on Tuesday now. I can't promise you guys anything on next week. We will get back to having regular shows. It's just right now I'm traveling a lot, and it and with the wrap-up show, it's just a, a lot on my plate. So it won't be long. With next year, things are will be leveled out easier. Yep, so yep, won't be, the wrap-up show will be over, so I'll have more nights, and we might actually move this show to a Wednesday or Thursday. So I get to be in. Oh, never mind. We won't move it. Thursday would be what, amazing. What day? What day would be the worst for you? Monday and Tuesday. Okay, Monday. Now I don't want to. I don't want to go up again. So we'll, we'll keep it Tuesday then. <laughs> no, it'll probably be Wednesday or Thursday. But we'll let you guys know as it happens. Episode two forty four. We're out. Thanks, guys.